Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today, we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 2, Episode 9, titled The Guide. Okay, so this episode is good. It's decent enough. Uh, it does its job fairly well. I don't love it the way I loved the two beginnings episodes, but at the same time, it's not nearly as aggravating as certain other episodes in this season, like Rebel Spirit or The Sting. Like, it it just shows up, does its job in an acceptable manner, and then leaves, and it's... Totally inoffensive, it's good, whatever. And what really makes this episode good, what makes this episode not a huge pile of bland, like the two other episodes I mentioned, is how brilliant of a character piece it is for Tenzin. This really is a Tenzin-focused episode. Like, it dives in to an aspect of his character that we have not seen nearly enough of. Because up until this point, Tenzin has mostly been the wise, has everything under control, maybe gets a little hot-headed at times, but is very brilliant and has a good head on his shoulders and knows everything that needs to be done at every possible moment type mentor. Which, nothing wrong with that portrayal. I love Tenzin, as he's been shown up until this point. But this does something totally different. Where now, Tenzin is at what he perceives as his most important moment as a mentor to the Avatar. Guiding Korra into the spirit world. And when he is confronted... With this responsibility, he finds that he cannot indeed guide Korra into the spirit world. That he does not have the spiritual connection that he wants for himself. That his father wanted for him. He can't do it. That's just not in the cards for him. And we get a level of vulnerability from Tenzin that we have not seen before. We get a level of uncertainty from Tenzin that we've never seen before. And it's absolutely amazing to watch him 
slowly become more and more frustrated with himself for not being able to enter the spirit world. And we see him slowly accept that this was never for him. This was never going to be his thing. He was never going to be able to guide Korra into the spirit world. That was always going to be Jinora. It's really, really fantastic. It is a brilliant character arc. And it really does make this episode. Uh, I love the opening sequence. I should say where the Tenzin family is all relaxed at the Eastern Air Temple. And then Korra shows up and is like, okay. Here's everything that happened. And then goes into this like one breath, really fast monologue of just like, all the very complex bullet points that led her to this point. And it's just absolutely insane and over the top and no one could have predicted it. Like, it's just so bizarre to hear those bullet points in order out of context. And then as soon as Korra stops, Tenzin's like, I knew this would happen. <laughs> what did you know would happen? Please elaborate, Tenzin, you not-spirit-world-having-idiot. <laughs> not-spirit-world-entering-idiot. <laughs> and, of course, we also get this uh, really delightful moment between Korra and Tenzin as a result of this, where Korra's like, yeah, everything Unalak tried to teach me was for himself. It wasn't for me. He did it to... He did it for his own benefit. Whereas you were always legitimately trying to help me. I effed up. I'm really sorry that I abandoned you for him. And you get this amazing apology moment. I forget where in the episode it's placed, but I had to bring that up. Because it's a nice reconciliation moment for those two characters... Oh, you get the meditation montage, which is awesome. Starting off with the freaking Milo bell ringing. <laughs> I thought your bell ringing was just fine. <laughs> Tenzin trying increasingly ridiculous methods to get into the spirit world and just getting increasingly frustrated at everyone involved because he can't get in. Because he always perceived himself as... Someone who had to get into the spirit world. Someone who just needed to get into the spirit world. He never considered that maybe it was Aang's grandchild and not Aang's child that would be the spiritual genius of the family. The natural spiritual connector of the family. So, of course, you get this meditation montage, with, which ends with Jinora being like, uh, Yeah, I've been talking to spirits. Here they are. And by the way, these, like, dragonfly bunny spirits are beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful. I love the design of these creatures. Uh, they guide them all to this ancient meditation site. Where they perform this spiritual cleansing ceremony. And because of said spiritual cleansing ceremony. Dark 
spirits just erupt from underneath the floor and literally swarm the center. And Korra does this awesome, like, Unalak spirit-taming thing. Kind of for the first successful time. And it's really, really cool. And it's really, really amazing. I, I, I really, really like this sequence. So all of that stuff is really good. Is it place setting? Yes. But it's really, really good place setting that does a lot for the characters. All of that is solid. Despite the totally repetitive context of, We have to do the thing before the cosmic event happens. And bad stuff happens. It's literally Sozin's Comet again. But... Whatever. At face value, it's good. But then every once in a while, they cut to the Mako Varric subplot, and whenever that happens, I want to fall asleep. Like, seriously, that... I couldn't care less about any of that. I really couldn't care less about anything that's happening there. Like, is this like, oh, Mako thinks Varric is behind the bombings and stuff. Mako confronts Varric about it. Varric gets him arrested. I really don't care about any of this. Like, you're having this big spiritual plotline. This big macro spiritual plotline going on. And then in the middle of that, you're cutting to corporate espionage. In this big, exciting, bombastic spiritual plotline, you are cutting to corporate espionage. Wow, that's... That's a great decision. That's not annoying at all. That's not boring by comparison at all. Man, they made really good choices for this season, and didn't make it tedious and frustrating as all hell. (sighs) The subplot's not good. The the subplot's just not good. Also, they do more Mako-Asami melodrama, where now they're back together for some reason... And who cares? That could easily be cut out and nothing would be lost. Just whatever. And and there's also this Unalak subplot. Which I guess is a big moment for Eskandesna. But I don't really care because it's Unalak. And he's not a good villain. So, Unalak takes Eska and Desna into the spirit world. And... They try to use waterbending to open the spirit portal in the north. Surprise, surprise, that fails miserably. And it ends up with Desna being hurt and Eska taking him out of there. But Unalak is so intent on opening the spirit portal that... Whatever. he He's just like, he doesn't care. Maybe if we 
fleshed out that relationship at all, I would have given a crap. But I don't. And quite honestly, it's predictable. But then we get our ending. Which is simultaneously really, really good and really, really underwhelming. So the ending. Tenzin finally realizes it's Jinora that needs to be Korra's spirit guide, not him. So he willingly gives up the mantle to his daughter. And it's a great father-daughter moment. And then Korra and Jinora enter the spirit world. And it's pretty great. The transition from the real world into the spirit world is done very, very well. It is stunningly beautiful. I love it. I really, really love it. And then they cut to Unalak being like, Vatu, I have failed you. And Vatu being like, no, the Avatar's still alive and in the spirit world. And it's just like, I don't care. I mean, I guess with it was the reveal that Unalak is indeed working for Vatu, but... That could not have been more predictable. That could not have been more obvious. Like, oh, Unalak's trying to... destroy the world or take over the world with darkness or whatever, like... They laid it on so thick, so early on, that I could, like, this doesn't affect me at all. But look, I'm focusing a little bit too much on the negatives of this episode. It's good. This is a really, really solid episode uh, that does some fantastic character arcs, with Tenzin in particular. It's solid. It's good enough. I was satisfied by it, more so than several episodes of this season. So, yeah, that's a thing. We'll talk about more of those episodes that are maybe not great over the next week or so. Do we only have, like, a week left of talking about this season? Yeah, I think we do, because... Tomorrow is 2.10, Thursday there's no show, Friday there's 2.11, then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 2.12, 2.13, 2.14. So yeah, we only have like a week left of talking about this show, or of talking about this season rather. So, man, counting down the days until we can talk about really, really great Avatar again, because this is... This is not that, like, at all. Has great moments, as this episode shows, but... Man, it is... Very much less than. If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm, slash tvarchive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday, as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in. As well, it's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time. 
if you feel so inclined, to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow, we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 2, Episode 10. Talk to you then.